We turn to chapter 15 in Luke. And this is what happens. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. Oh, you hear him. Oh. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so. I tell you there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. The word of the Lord. Join me in a prayer. Good and gracious God, we join together this morning as we do each Sunday morning, asking not only for your guiding presence, but your voice. In this moment of time, as we sit in this space alongside each other, may you speak to us what you would have us hear that we might go out into the world a changed people. Amen. Do me a favor and don't stop reading that story we just read. Read it and then read it again and then read it again and then read it again. Plaster it to your forehead, tattoo it to the side of your arm, Brand it to your brain so that when someone asks you, when someone gives you a pop quiz and asks you that question, why does the church exist, you can quickly raise your hand and say, oh, I know, I know, the church exists to find the lost. The church exists to find the lost. But don't just stop with that one story. There's more going on here than just a shepherd on the lookout for a lost sheep. Immediately after telling this story, Jesus moves right into another one about a woman who has lost a valuable coin. And what does she do? She lights a lamp and searches all night long, scours her house, and when she finds it, finally finds it, calls her friends and says, I found it, I found it, I found it, it was lost and I found it. And that's when Jesus tells us the story. The story we all know and love. The story we could hear again and again and again without ever getting tired of it. The story of the son who was lost but now is found. The church exists to find the lost. The lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. That's why we're here. 
But wait, there's more. Even more than what's going on between the relationship of these three parables parables as they build on one another, there's been a whole lot going on before we even get to chapter 15 in Luke. Before we even arrive at that first line of the story of the lost sheep, there's been this whole background of back and forth between Jesus and the Pharisees. In other words, the church people. They're up in arms with this guy. He's been eating with Tax collectors, right? Sinners, right? The marginalized. Those who have been ousted from the religious community for one reason or another. And Jesus has been spending time with them. And the Pharisees, the church people are, well, they're grumbling about it. They're walking around as if they think they've got all the right answers. It's an old picture of the church that still holds true sometimes to this day. We can be like that, you know. We can act like or feel like we have all the right answers, and if you would just give me a moment to impart my self-righteous wisdom upon you, then the world will finally become that kind of place we've always dreamed it would be. We can be like that. It's okay. Admit it. We can do that. The church can do that sometimes. And when the church acts that way, it's a miracle if anyone ever wants to show up again. We can sometimes live and act as if we think we have all the answers, but that's not why we're here. These parables are there to remind us of that. We're not here because we feel like we have all the right answers. We're not here doing ministry together because we think we have all the right answers and all we need are just a couple of throats to shove it down. That's not why we're here. We're not looking for the lost because we think we have all the right answers. We are looking for the lost because we know what it feels like to be lost. That's why we're here. That's why we do it. That's why we look for the lost. You know what it's like to feel that way, to feel lost? You ever had a moment and a time in your life where you felt lost, where you felt utterly and completely alone, like you had nowhere to turn, no one to talk to, talk to. you know, lost. You know what that's like? I do. I know what that feels like. There have been times in my life where I've felt utterly and completely alone, like I had nowhere to go, no one to turn to. It's not true, of course. I always had people I can turn to, but that's not how it felt 
at the time for all kinds of reasons. I may have been embarrassed about what I needed to share with someone else, or maybe I was worried about just being a bother. don't want to bother anyone else. don't want to become a hindrance to someone else, or maybe I was just worried about souring their glorious opinion they have of me. Lost. But guess what? Every time in my life when I've felt that way, every time without fail, the church was right there by my side. It was always there. Sometimes frustratingly so. Like an abiding presence that would never go away. It's not an understatement to say that if it were not for the church, I would not be here. Another way of putting that would be to say that if it were not for Jesus Christ, I would not be alive. Think about that. You would not be alive, not really. If it were not for Jesus Christ, if it were not for the church, what we do makes a difference. The ministries that you saw displayed at the beginning of this service, and by the way, that's not all of them. We had to put a cap on it because we had so much, have so much going on that we had to do something that was manageable. You know, all the people, it's a lot to manage. So we had to, there's more, all of them. Each one of them exists in the off chance that it might make a difference in the life of someone else. And you never know when that's going to happen, when God is going to show up in the heart of another person. That's why we're here. That's why the church exists, and Luke knows that. Luke knows that so well, in fact, that I believe he put these three parables together in that specific order in order to sneak that reality up on all of us. It starts off with something fairly understandable. Shepherd looking for a lost sheep. Isn't that what a shepherd's supposed to do? Find the sheep, keep them together. Takes a risk, leaves the 99, right? And we say, well, that's a risk, but there's safety in numbers, and I get it. It's his livelihood. Loses his sheep, loses money. Of course he's going to go looking for him if he gets the chance. So we get that one. Slowly walking us into this idea of lost and found and moves us, steps it up a notch to something a little more closer to home, a little more, a little more valuable, a lady, that, a woman that loses a, a, a thing of value, and we say right away, we get that, right? When we lose something valuable, boy, we stay up all night looking for it. We just tear the house apart. We lose sleep over the thing, and then by chance in some miracle of miracles, if we find it, what do we do? We get on the phone. We call our friends. I found it. I found it. You don't have to hear me complain anymore. Yay, they say. It was lost. Now it's found. And that's when Jesus clearly turns to us. For in the parable of the lost son, the thing that is lost is no longer just a sheep or a coin as valuable as those things are. All of a sudden, the thing that is lost becomes an actual person, us. 
you and me, we are the ones who are lost. And God is the one who is looking. It's why we're here. It's why the church exists. Have you ever sat down and thought about all the ways in which God has the chance to work through the life of just this congregation? You saw it. Have you ever experienced the impact of what we do? Have you ever seen it? Well, you're about to get a glimpse In the video that's going to close out the sermon today, you're going to see a slice, a hint of how what this church does and who this church is can impact the life of actual people. The church doesn't exist because we self-righteously think we have all the right answers. That's not why we're here. We're here because we know what it feels like to be lost. We know what that's like. No matter where you are in your own life, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in right this very moment, my deepest hope is that at some point you are given the gift of knowing what it's like to be found again. For God to find you, wrap you up in those great, big, merciful arms. I hope you get the chance to know what that's like. You stick around in this church long enough and you will know. Take a look.